Welcome back to the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us uh, today as we continue to explore all uh, sorts of things that have to do with the Catholic faith. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Josh, hello, welcome. Thank you. And Matt Van Milligan, welcome to you. Hello. So, guess what? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw a couple weeks ago now, um, the CBC... And other news outlets in, mm-hmm. in Canada reported on the results of the latest census from Statistics Canada. And uh, they, the headline was that religious affiliation has decreased in Canada, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm just going to give you some numbers some here, stats, yeah. which is... This whole thing is really interesting. It has a lot of layers, right? And I, I'm excited to chat about it with you guys because uh, so Stats Canada releases uh, some data that uh, the share of the country who identifies as Christian, mm-hmm. okay, made up 53.3% of the population in 2021. Okay. So, so over that's half. Christian, yeah, 53.3%. 2021. 10 years prior, yeah. it was 673 So, of course, 70%. You, yeah. you see where the headline is. Oh, know. yeah. So, uh, 673 down to 53.3. Yeah. So, we've lost, what, 14 is my math? Okay, yeah. 14%. Somewhere on there. But if we go back to 2001, so 20 years ago, it was 77.1%. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, in 20 years, a drop of 25, almost 24 and change, percent of the Christian population in Canada. Okay? So that's one aspect yeah. of it. The other aspect that, of, of course, was uh, sp- uh, spoken about in all these uh, releases here, is that uh, uh, more than a third of the country of Canada mm-hmm. is reporting no religious affiliation what bishop robert Barron would call the nuns the nuns and n-o-n yes <laughs> not not n-u-n yeah the third of the country's nuns <laughs> religious <laughs> sisters yeah no the nuns n-o-n-e-s right so uh now that that has doubled because in 2001 it was only 16.5 percent of the, of the country mm-hmm. was non-religious whereas in 2021 the number shot up to 34.6%. Wow, eh? Yes. So here we go, right? Here are the stats. So the number of Christians, right? And it was funny because even the Catholic News Agency, you know, I, I love the Catholic News Agency for reporting because I find it uh, balanced and yeah. fair and you know, reputable. Yeah. Uh, reported about this drop in the Catholic... Canadian. Um, Canadian. Canadian Catholic. Canadian Catholic yeah. population. So here we are. We're, we're, we're getting the StatsCan info. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on this and uh, let's try and break it up. So what, what StatsCan is saying is that there's a drop, right, in, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the Christians. There's a rise. In, now, I just said I'm hearing, I want to hear what you guys want to say, but I, I, <laughs> I want to say first. Number one, it's not surprising to me. Yeah. Right? No. Like, hmm. number one, it, like, to, for it to be a headline, like, oh, look, uh, you know, religious affiliation is, yeah. is down. It's almost like, aha, uh-huh, you know, like, look yeah. what's happening. It doesn't surprise me for a number of reasons. Number one, that's reflected in our pews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like most churches across Canada 
have seen a decline in the number of, of people, right? Mm. There are some churches that you see lots of, you know, there's yeah. population, the population's there, but even probably in ratio to the amount of people in the in the city, even like every church should be, should be full, uh, you know? Yeah. So uh, churches have seen a decline in attendance. Mm -hmm. Number two, I would say like the growing anti-religious sentiment sort of in Canada. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, doesn't really help the cause either, right? And like specific laws, specific rules. For, for instance, the abortion thing. Right. Uh, you have to sign in order to get funding for students. You have to sign something that no Christian or no Catholic um, affiliated business would ever sign. But get, should should ever should ever sign. Should, sorry, sure. should ever sign would be maybe. Oh, yeah. But but you know what I mean. Like they to get that funding for students, you have to say that you're okay with abortion or say that like like th that type of mentality is specifically targeted against certain faiths. Certain like there, there's no mm -hmm. reason to have that as a requirement for your s summer student. Yeah. Like, right. That just does not make sense to me. I, I know. <clears throat> and uh, I know I mentioned those two things, but I, f I forgot in mm. my excitement to mention the actual Catholic numbers. Because yeah. I do have okay, the Catholic yeah, numbers. Yeah, let's do the Catholic yeah. numbers. <clears throat> so Catholics are still the largest Christian denomination in Canada. The words of Stats Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I don't like referring to the Catholic Church as a denomination, but yeah. that's another episode. <laughs> um, so the Catholics are the largest Christian group in Canada with 10.9 million people in Canada. Yeah. That's a that's 29.9. .9. So let's call it 30 if 30%. we're rounding yeah, yeah. up with okay. the, you know, the penny, uh, <laughs> like the penny. We're calling 30% in, in 2021. Okay, so that's the largest group. Let's look at the stats for the other churches in order. The United Church of Canada, 3.3%. Yeah. yeah. Like a significant gap yeah. between yeah. the Catholic yeah. Church and the United Church. The Anglican Church, 3.1%. Okay. Okay. Uh, two other Christian denominations each had more than 1 million people in Canada. Orthodox Christians, 1.7. Okay. Baptists, 1.2%. Pentecostals and other Charismatics total 1.1%. Uh, so large gap there, right? So 30% Catholics. Yep. Uh, the next biggest Christian group is United at 3.3%. Yeah. Where are these Catholics? <laughs> like where are the 10.9 million people who said on the census that they're Catholic? Where are they? I think I think there's two things there. One is that they're paper Catholics. Uh, there are people that have been baptized, that have done their sacraments, that, and we've talked about this before. Can you really call yourself Catholic? If, yeah. You know, we did, we, did a whole episode, yeah, a whole episode on that. You can look back and watch that, uh, but that episode. But one of the other things that I think that it bears mentioning, like here just in North Bay, we use the North Bay population where we film the podcast we have three four buildings catholic buildings catholic uh, churches uh two of them are a parish so we have three parish com uh, communities and they each have their own services let's say three services a sunday uh, a weekend right just to kind of give an idea sure sure a daily service every day yeah okay if we were to translate those numbers to every other church group around north bay area i don't think that any of them could facilitate or hold three different church buildings like they all have their own little and they have their own elders sometimes to gather and guide and and that kind of stuff so it's a split up these denominations are they if, if they have the same type of um attendance that we have at our services they have let's say 100 people but they only have one church doing one service having a hundred people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So what we, what we get confused in is, yeah. is, is we look at each and individual parish as their own church. When really the Catholic church as a whole, 
we're serving in North Bay area, let's say 2000 people on a weekend. Right. Whereas in, if we're comparing that to another denomination, smog area, let's say just so not to offend anybody, uh, but they have a hundred people sitting in their pews. If they look at a hundred people or a hundred, 200 people sitting in their pews versus 200 people sitting in the Catholic pews, their one service looks very, um, comparable. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have, uh, six, eight, uh, was that 12 of those or however many, uh, nine of those at least yeah. services going sure. on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think there's, there's numbers there as well yeah. that, that we yeah, don't think but about. then again, like, you know, so your, your point about paper Catholics, or yeah, whatever it might be, you know, but, but here we are with these stats thrown at us, right. By stats, Canada, mm -hmm. you know, I, I do, I, like I said, I'm not surprised by the fact that the, the, the numbers are declining, no, of course right? Not. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a couple things that it should bring to our attention. Number one, like all of us, our goal, our purpose, our mission from Jesus mm -hmm. is to go and make disciples, mm -hmm. like go and make disciples. And when the numbers over the last 20 years are declining and sort of the culture in mm -hmm. Canada is increasingly anti-religion mm -hmm. or, or um, not, I shouldn't say anti, I don't want to sound like, oh, we're so persecuted. In, mm -hmm. in some ways, I guess we are, yeah. but in other, I, I don't want to sound like a sore loser or whatever no, no. like that. The, the culture is just growing less sympathetic to religion or the a religious thought. Yeah. How yeah. about religious practice or whatever? Yeah, and from, from like, a, like a data analytics mm -hmm. um, or like kind of population perspective, um, that you have a critical mass factor. Yeah. Um, that, you know... Um, 20 years ago, if the numbers were over 50%, you know, if it becomes increasingly like, then, then you have mob mentality or then you, uh, then you yeah. have kind of, it's cool to be <laughs> Christian because the majority is as soon as you drop below that 50% threshold, you're no longer in a majority position. So the perception is that, no, this is no longer desirable. This is no longer, I'm yeah. not, I'm not part of the crowd. Right. Um, so you'll, um, you'll witness a steep decline after that, just dem demographically. Um, and this, uh, um, we, we have this across Canada now, but we witnessed this um, particularly in Quebec yeah. um, in the last, like as, as kind of a, a prefiguration of this um, um, kind of trend that, you know, once, once cultural Catholicism fell off to a certain degree in um, Quebec, like it, it just in terms of numbers, there was a steep decline um, mm -hmm. after that point, because that's, that's just how, you know, <laughs> demographics work, uh, over time. Um, so, but I would be interested to see if that same decline, uh, you know, was represented in the pews at the same proportion, uh, because, you know, you, you do witness, uh, like, uh, a small decline. And I haven't followed this as closely in the last 20 years because yeah. I've only been part of the church, uh, for the last 10 years. Um, but again, that, that significant, um, percentage um, I wonder if that's just a drop off of the, you know, the cultural Catholics, mm -hmm. the paper Catholics, the ones who would identify, self-identify on, you know, a census in 2001, whether or not they were regularly attending mass. Sure. And right. yeah, I, I, I was asked also thinking about that, like, what would be the real numbers, you know, like, yeah. so Josh says people are just checking the box and saying I'm Catholic, even though I don't practice, yeah. you know, maybe the real numbers are lower, significantly I, lower. I, I, I don't know. Are. Yeah, they might they might be right, but now get this right. So with the with when you said when we sort of reached below the fifty percent mark, mm -hmm. right? You know, then we're sort of no longer in a minority position. Uh, we're yeah. in a minority position now, right? But I think even though we might have fifty three percent or sixty three percent in ten years ago, seventy percent twenty years ago, mm -hmm. 
this the cultural idea amongst in Canada in North America perhaps has seeped into the psyche of Catholics and Christians mm-hmm. right and has made us less uh, motivated or or full of zeal to live out our faith so mm-hmm. even if even when we had let's say the majority right like it didn't matter in your workplace mm-hmm. people would be quiet rather than stand up for their faith yeah. in in the political sphere people would be quiet or as we see specifically vote against their, their mm-hmm. faith conscience right mm-hmm. just to pass their things so this culture we live in is so opposed to what we're called as christians to do that people have bought it like people have bought into it and and almost people have given up like people are like well what's the what's the use in fighting it anymore <laughs> yeah. right yeah. and and i think that even reaches people in the pews because I see it, I and I'm not <laughs> pointing fingers like ah, oh, but it's in the hearts of people. We want to love Jesus. We want to live as disciples of Jesus, but it's just so hard out there that we're not going to. So you see, okay, I was at just at a, uh, I was at a conference, at a retreat uh, over the weekend, and uh, the speaker um, was speaking about someone else's idea. And if I get this, so it was, it was Brian. Um, so that was speaking, I think it was Bishop Scott McCraig, uh, McCaig, McCaig. McCaig not yeah. McCraig, sorry, McCaig. Um, I think it was him speaking about that. If, if I get that mixed up, don't, don't penalize me on that. But there was, a, the idea was from uh, a couple of different sources, but this is what, this is what they talked about in the age of Christendom. Faith used to inform reason. Then reason shaped your will, right? And then your will controlled your behavior. What happened in the age of technology and the age of science as that grew in the last 100 years or 200 years was that now faith kind of started to take a back door to reason. We need to prove things without a shadow of a doubt. Well, faith doesn't work that way. Faith is you need to have faith. Um, You can't prove without a shadow of doubt this, that, or the other thing necessarily. Um, So reason started to creep in and take over. Uh, as technology, as information, as things became, you had, you had to be able to prove your theory. And if you could prove it, then you were believed. So then what happened is faith took a back door. So we began, um, science started to kind of take over that dominant position. So re- reason uh, strictly became about what you can prove. And so reason then informed will which then shaped behavior. So everything became about what you can prove and how you prove it and everything mm-hmm. else. But what happened is, and, and I've, I've given a talk on this and I think we've talked about it before, science and faith don't contradict each other. They right. can't contradict each other. Mm-hmm. And, 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 they, and, and because they go hand in hand, there's no way to get to faith except through science, right? And so because of that, what we started to see then is it became less about science because science has to hang on to faith. Like they, they go hand in hand. And so because of that, reason then started not becoming a thing. For instance, at one time before reason was a thing, um, we started like the abortion clause, for instance. The abortion uh, could happen because we didn't have the science to prove that this was a baby. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So we could abort this fetus. We're not even going to call it a baby. We can abort this because we don't have the science to prove that this is a baby. So abortion now is okay. Then, 30 years later, we can now prove that this is a, a, a human baby with a different DNA from the moment of conception, which is what the Catholic Church was teaching from all along. All along. <laughs> so science now backs up the church's teaching or backs up faith. So now the only course of action is either to go back to faith or to keep going down this road and now ignore science. So now mm-hmm. we stop ignoring. Now we started to ignore reason and science. 
and now will is in control and will and what you want and what you feel. So now it's not about whether this is a baby or not. This is about, well, what does the mother feel? How does the mother, like, it's going it, to, well, what does the mother want? What does the mother feel? It doesn't matter. The other person doesn't come but into it. This, this has implications not just for faith and for religious connotation. 100%. You know, it's having implications everywhere. Even in the, like, Matt, you know, <laughs> you're the smartest one here on the panel. No. <laughs> but, but like, even in the world of academia, for example. 100%. Right? Like, you both are professors. Uh, you know, so like that, like sort of thought or feel or or whatever, has taken over some legitimate intellectual study, yeah. right? And 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 it's not just taken over like faith or academia; it's it's taken over just society. It's like um, now that's what matters most. Yeah, that's what matters most it's, is it's, what I feel. It's exactly or whatever and so, it is. And you can't prove that. So, for instance, I mean, and not to get into the uh, we've talked sure. about um, different problems before but if we talk about the trans movement uh coming through and stuff let's not focus on that but let's just say if, to use a similar idea i decide that i am i feel like i'm 60 or 65 do i get a senior dic- discount how do you prove otherwise because mm-hmm. this is all about how i feel now this is about how i what i prefer what i what i feel this is not about science right. this is not about looking at my license and saying i'm 40 like this right. is not anything this is about how i feel can you deny me this senior this senior's discount if i feel this way yeah it's definitely dangerous territory if, if, yeah. for that mentality to continue in our culture right. right and i like what you were saying because the the stats sort of back that up a little bit because only 19% of Canadians 65 and older said they had no religious affiliation. Yeah. 19%. Whereas those between the ages of uh, 15 and 64 was 36.5%, so almost double. Yeah. And those 14 and younger, 42.5%. Yeah. Right? Wow. But I mean, like, have you talked to a 14-year-old? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, That's they're what, not even, they're not, yeah. like, they're, they're like talking to you and like one eye is on their phone and one eye, I mean, <laughs> sure, I'm generalizing. <laughs> but like, uh, I think we have a serious issue. I think we have a serious problem in society, but I'm, I'm trying to focus a little bit on like us as Catholics. Yes. Like, mm. w- there's so many people out there that aren't, um, aren't hearing the gospel message, yeah, yeah. right? They're not hearing the gospel message. How, um, how do you push the gospel message, though, if you can't use reason and you can't use faith sure. to push it? That's, I mean, that's, so now we have to look yeah. at experiences, and maybe maybe this is where we talked about another podcast where you have experiences when you go on pilgrimages and all that, that type of stuff. Maybe this is where the church is headed into, like um, you look at Peter and Paul and the Acts of the Apostles and stuff and how, how they they perform these awesome miracles. Maybe there's the time that the church is headed into these awesome miracles because it's the only thing that's going to change your, make your head spin on its heel because it's not about what you feel anymore. It's about, oh, like what's going on here? Because you got to get out of that. How do we change? At one time, you could reason somebody, you could show them the reason of why the church has taught what they taught for 2,000 years. Now you can't do that because it's will. I don't feel this way. It, it goes against my feelings. Yeah, and it, it comes down to kind of what you propose as the solution to this, this problem. Yeah. So like... Uh, uh, for years, um, um, you know, the, the the trend that people wanted to identify was that, you know, um, people go to college and they lose their faith or, you know, they start, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, studying this or that. They, you know, <laughs> go into a humanities department and they lose their faith. Um, and, you know, my experience was the ex- exact opposite. You know, I, I really latched on to uh, Catholicism and um, exploring my faith when I was studying philosophy, when I was mm-hmm. um, and uh 
um, you know, uh, what's his name? Archbishop uh, Charles Chaput. Um, he gave uh, a lecture a few years ago, um, which became the basis for his book, Strangers in a Strange Land. Um, and he uses um, the decline of cultural Catholicism in Quebec as a case study um, that he says, you know, let, let's try and pinpoint this problem because a lot of people will lay that at the floor. Like our, our young people aren't properly catechized. They don't understand mm-hmm. the faith well enough yeah. that, you know, when they go into another environment, they don't have the tools to kind of defend um, mm-hmm. their their position against these pseudo-academics who are, again, more more interested in will and yeah. ideology than than a lot of times kind of uh, real kind of reason or, and, yeah. and proper academics. Um, but he's saying that, you know, l- look at Quebec, you know, this at a cultural level, you know, their their catechesis was was pretty good. And they still experienced this, yeah. this fall off, they ex- still experienced this decline. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that um, catechesis isn't enough. It's important, but it's not enough. So coming back to what Father was saying, or that, that they weren't necessarily properly evangelized. That it's, you know, if people are properly evangelized, if people actually have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if people's faith, if, if that, if, if it's more than kind of checking a box on a census form, that yeah. if this is more than a cultural identity, if this is, you know, forms a part of who you are and what you like informs your actions in your day-to-day life um again maybe this census gives an indication of you know what the numbers were all along um in 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 kind of a real practical sense um but again if if we are looking for you know what's the solution to this problem um yes giving accurate information about the faith is important but you know introducing or inviting people to have a direct encounter with jesus christ that's 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 how we and you can't invite people to have a direct yeah. like I, yeah. I can't invite people to know matt unless i know matt well right you know what i mean so yeah. it does kind of come down to we have to put those we have to put the footsteps in place so that we understand and have that relationship so that we can introduce people to god so we got to be doing our daily prayer we got to be going to mass receiving the eucharist being fed in our faith mm-hmm. and then we can kind of and, and then look for the opportunities take their faith inward so that we can push it outward yeah. so that we can look at the, how to be de- true disciples and how to actually go out and evangelize yeah. um the article we were talking about from cbc which was yeah. talking about the decline in religious religious affiliation also says like there's a sort of a sub headline that says that people come together around quote things that matter to them <laughs> right uh, and it talks about how there's sort of a rise in uh, community activities in person activities right uh, or online forums like book clubs knitting clubs sports teams sort of secular groups online chat groups especially uh, after whatever. covid uh, yeah. imagine that you know what i mean <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and so like things that matter are, yeah. are, are listed right that i uh, like that so what like that you're talking about relationship with jesus yeah. right if, if someone's outside of a relationship with jesus then really he doesn't matter right yeah. he might like and might be people might have respect and love for jesus mm-hmm. but because there's not this relationship there it just doesn't matter enough to be part of jesus's community yeah. right of jesus's family yeah. so let's like with those statistics that i mentioned about like the seniors and the the young people whatever it might be what does that look like? Like you have, like I talk to so many grandparents who are just so heartbroken that their grandkids yeah. aren't aren't practicing their faith, right? What does this look like? Like you guys suggested this, you know, in this invitation, whatever, you know. So grandparents and their children and their and their grandchildren. There's almost like this, um, almost like this. Um, people just sort of freeze when it comes to having to talk about their faith with someone they love. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and yeah, then and they and they just watch as 
they just stand by like so sad as people sort of fall away from the faith right yeah. like what can be done in in this because there's a clear from the census a generational gra- a gap i mean yes. not just from the census we can see it ourselves right we're yeah. not we don't have to be we don't have to read the census to know that yeah. we have a real thing called intercessory prayer yeah your very first thing whenever you're trying to get over a hurdle that seems insurmountable <laughs> Bring it to Jesus. Like yeah. bring your prayer and pray. Start praying for it every day. And then what you're going to look, you're going to see, start like, and then and then you're waiting as you're praying for it every single day. You're going to start to see where that opportunity is. God's going to give you the door. He's 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 not. You're going to be asking for something. You're asking for bread. He's not going to give you, you know, a stone. Like you know, he's gonna he's gonna give you the opportunity because he wants that person back too. You know, and so you got to you got to start with prayer. You got to start for interceding. With I prayer. do think that you know grandparents are really great prayers. I do think you know? so like, too. I think God hears the prayers of grandparents first. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's just so honest and heartfelt. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I was I was just gonna say I, that I hate to publicly agree with the CBC, um, <laughs> but but I, I I do I do want to question you know like how much this matter like going back to the two thousand one census census you know of the people who self identified as Catholic, um, you know, how, how many of them were fully engaged and invested in the sacramental life? So, like, I, I, again, um, if we want this to matter to others, if we want to um, invite others to participate in the sacramental life, we need to be we need to be living that and embodying that and, you know, communicating that to our children and our friends. And, you know, the people who encounter us should, you know, encounter um, Christ at some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I think too. So too. Like if you're living out your faith and you're living out and you're living out your relationship with Jesus. I mean, everybody knows that I'm married. <laughs> Everyone knows I have four boys. Why? Because I I scream it at every opportunity. You know what I mean? It's not something I'm ever shy about. It's not something I'm ever. And it's, but it's not something I also go. Um, exaggerating about necessarily like it's just it's just a reality of my life i have my four boys and i love having my four boys they're awesome my wife as well she's amazing you know what i mean like that those relationships just happen and they come out in my conversation Mm -hmm. but so does my faith a lot of times If, if, if i'm living my faith I have no problem saying like last night I was leaving the church and this happened. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not, I was leaving a group uh, of friends of mine that, you know, like that's not, I'm saying I'm leaving the church. It just comes out. It's natural if you're not embarrassed and you're not, you know, trying to hide it. Now, you know, we, we've talked about some sort of depressing numbers and situations, (laughs) but you, what you just said sort of leads me to think of hopeful situations because like there's, there's some a, real hope uh, of course yeah. and i i truly believe that and i uh, you know w- when when we follow the lord there's always there's always hope but i really find uh really beautiful uh you know i i'm edified edified very often when i see people or hear people talk about their faith in public. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see even young people who would normally be sort of made fun of or... or in a high school setting. In I'll a say. high school setting. Yeah, and, yeah. and when they step up and are talking to their peers, and, and not, in a, not in a weird way. No, you know, no, there's, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's always... Yeah, yeah. Like weird, but like just confidently like expressing their love for God Praying for people, getting involved in sort of the the uh, not being shy about their faith or exactly. the relationship. And with it's, God. it's beautiful, yeah. and I really see that the key there is when they've encountered Jesus, when they know mm-hmm. this yeah, like, this call. relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, and then it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, what? So that kid's gonna make fun of me or whatever like that? It doesn't it doesn't matter anymore, yeah. right? Because they've had this encounter, and I think ultimately when we work with young people, but also when we work with families, 
like that's what we're leading them to. We're leading them to an encounter with Jesus Christ. And I think grandparents and parents, you know, have to just sort of reclaim, you know, mm-hmm. like reclaim the courage from their relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. to go and have these honest conversations with their family and friends. Like, because a lot of people say, well, I've already suggested the issue and, oh, they told me to be quiet or, or drop it or whatever. And then it's like, oh, I can never bring it up again. And, and realize right? bringing them to, dragging them to church service be- might <laughs> not be your answer right. at the beginning, right? right? Like it might be having conversation. It might be, can you, can you do me a favor? We're going to, I want to talk with you once a week and I want you to discuss with me the Bible readings. Yeah. This this thing. And if you just start that kind of just do it for me. You're not now dragging them into a public setting. That's right. Where they are gonna feel uncomfortable because they don't know the words, they don't know how to do things, they don't know how to say things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and then and and it's not an experience. If you're not understanding what's going on in the mass, it is boring. hundred percent. Right. It's the same thing over and over again. That's not the definition of of great entertainment. That's right. It's not supposed to be entertaining, it's supposed to be feeding. You know? Sure, and even sharing little things, sharing like, oh, you know, I heard the yeah. homily at church, and they they challenged us to do this, or 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 you know, I know grandparents who send little emails to their grandkids, little <laughs> you know, quotes that they get from the saints or whatever it is, you know. But prayer is is key, obviously. Uh, but I I honestly I, I I think you know Pope Benedict said you know it's gonna happen where we're gonna become sort of a smaller church, but mm-hmm. we're gonna become a smaller church full of. Oh, I think like a really strong, strong, yeah, <laughs> strong disciples of Jesus. And so I, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, of course it saddens me to see the stats because I want everyone to love Jesus and I want everyone to be disciples of Jesus. Right. I think that's all of our prayer, but I, I don't think it's an occasion for us to lose hope. I think, hmm. you know, with 10.9 million <laughs> Catholics in Canada, like let's let's call uh, let's call upon our brothers and sisters. Let's the, let's pray for our brothers and sisters. Let's yeah. pray for our nation. Let's pray for our country. Right now, if I you if know? I understand the numbers correctly, we're 30 percent versus the thirty percent of the non, of the nuns, if you yeah. will. Those yeah. are the highest denominations right. or religious Catholics and non-religious. And non-religious. Yeah. What that means to me is, if you don't know apologetics. You don't need it because all you got to do is get people to have that relationship. Like you have third, the two biggest populations, one has no affiliation whatsoever. Right. And the other has, if you know your faith, has the truth. And so it's very easy. And the backing of the Holy Spirit. And the backing of the Holy Spirit. Like, <laughs> Which we can't go do about. your call. Go yeah. be disciples. You've got a wider audience than you've ever had before in Canada. Like yeah. you have, you can live out your call more than anybody else. Yeah. And if, if we're looking for kind of a hopeful angle there that you know with with um the you know the rise of the nuns n-o-n-e um that's you know you're not having to overcome a lot of people's preconceptions or misconceptions yeah because they don't actually know anything yeah you're 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 actually starting from scratch um so you have an opportunity there to inform um people's perception of faith um, and god all right. Well, uh, our time has come to an end here. So thank you very much uh, for this uh, discussion. And if anyone has questions about anything we talked about today or uh, comments to make or suggestions for a future episode, you can email us at askus at thecatholicbuzz.com. Visit our website at thecatholicbuzz.com or leave a comment, like, or share our uh, stuff on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you know what? Tell your friends and family about our podcast. There's lots of topics we've talked about that could help them in their growing in their faith as well. All right, for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milgen, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.